choices, you expect me to choose just one? It's been a while, but we're back. We are. I am at college. Aaron is at Aaron's house. We are here and ready to rock and roll. But today, what are we talking about? We are talking about a self-fulfilling prophecy. And by that, I mean just self-fulfilling prophecies in general. It's pretty exciting. In life, things tend to go the way that you expect for them to go. And by deciding that they will go that way, they tend to go that way. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, your, your brain really doesn't like the cognitive dissonance when you're like, something's going to go badly and then it goes well. Yeah, instead, if you're expecting it to go badly, your brain, either consciously you will or subconsciously your brain will try and find those bad things that are happening. It's in the same vein as confirmation bias, where if you expect something to happen, you're looking for an explanation for why it happened. I think that's basically the same definition of a self-fulfilling prophecy wherein you decide something and it happens and confirmation bias, where... You decide something and then figure out why it happened. Yeah, it's the same thing, just different parts of the process. Yeah, it happens in reflection as well as before something happens. Like, if you decide something's going to happen this way, then it is more likely to happen that way at the moment. And retroactively afterwards, if you're looking back and you have decided that it went pretty well, you'll find the things that went pretty well. Even if the same thing happened and you decided that it went pretty badly, you'll find the things that went pretty badly. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, you know, falls into the vein of, like, the power of positive thinking. If you're thinking about something positively, you're going to feel positively about it and get a better experience and get, um, you know, better knowledge and all of those things out of it but like if you're thinking negatively about something or just like not even consciously deciding how to think it's possible that it's just gonna end up seeming really bad and feeling really bad and it's not going to be a constructive experience for you and we hope that we're able to allow you to change by making you more aware of this phenomenon that being said you can't change everything with just a positive attitude i could not be depressed because i decided to cheer up that would be fantastic yeah come on just be happy just smile more (laughs) i think to an extent that can help but it takes a lot of energy and that's not something you have no energy here because the cognitive dissonance is taxing yes Unfortunately, pretending to be happy is not as effective for like actually being happy and not worrying the people around me. Like it's not as effective in those things as I want it to be. It's too superficial, like smiling or pretending to be happy. Yeah. When like I was, you know, in middle school and stuff, they're like, if you fake smile, like eventually it'll turn into a real smile because your brain just interprets things that way, which is like true to an extent. There's there's real evidence that says people who smile through an activity are more likely to have observed it as a positive thing or like less negatively. 
But then they did like some other studies with people who were smiling in situations that were really not great or like pretending to be happy during situations that were really hard. That actually made their general mental health worse because the situation was bad enough that there wasn't those positive aspects to be really improved. It felt like lying. And then on top of that, it meant that they weren't getting the support and understanding and empathy that would normally be called for in a situation where they were showing that they were hurting and not feeling great. So like lacking those things made them feel worse and the situation feel worse for them overall. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you definitely, you know, two sides of the same coin. You can go too far with something for sure. But I think there's still room for a positive outlook in those situations. A positive outlook, if you had one, would say that it's really sad right now. Something bad is happening. But if I look to friends and look to good things, I can find closure and I can pick myself up, have people help me get to where I can be happy again. It's acknowledging the negative feelings and like that things are bad and you're not feeling well. It's acknowledging those things and feeling those things, but not excluding the possibility for help and happiness. Not getting too caught up on them and not totally ignoring them. It's a pretty solid balance. And like knowing that there's, you know, positive and negative emotions generally, but like that doesn't make any of those emotions unhealthy. Earlier, we were talking about how you can make a habit of positive thinking. And I think deciding that a situation is going to go well in advance can take a lot of prep because if it's going to go well, then you may need to know what you're doing. And so in that sense, it kind of works most effectively the first time. Because if you build up a habit of going into something being like kind of meh or like, I'm not sure which way it's going to go, but then it fails, it's harder to go back and change that you know to make it a good outcome you know you start doing it and it it definitely makes it easier to do it. it's like how it's a lot easier to start without a good habit and then build it up than it is to, to change an old habit to build a new one so my college news is i joined the rowing team I'm a college athlete now. Rowing is weird. I've never done it before, but my form definitely has some issues uh, with the timing and stuff. And so what my coaches are really trying to do right now is to fix my timing right now so that in like two months, I don't have to completely relearn my entire stroke. You know, it's a lot easier to build a good habit now than it is to have to delete a bad habit later. <laughs> yeah, so if you tend to go into situations like an audition or like a competition, whatever it is, with a good mindset that either you'll lose and learn something and be able to grow or that you will exercise those things that you've developed your skills and win if it's a win-lose situation, then you can continue to do that on each one and it'll be su it'll become much, much easier than if you are to go into them in a losing mindset and like, I'm going to lose this and it's going to suck and I'm not going to have any fun because I suck, you know? 
Yeah, exactly. There's one thing I've been talking to my brother about lately, actually. For like years and years and years, he has done this thing where he's like, yeah, you know, I'm waiting for this person to get to like be annoyed with me or like waiting for this person to not like me anymore, which has a lot of things as it's at its core that should probably be worked through. But um, I'll let his therapist deal with that. What I've been trying to do lately, though, is when he says things like that, be like, no. Don't don't wait for someone. Don't expect someone to dislike you. Don't be waiting for the person to start being annoyed with you because that means they're going to be annoyed with you at some point. That's the self-fulfilling prophecy where if maybe they're not annoyed with him, he either consciously or unconsciously tries to poke at them or be more annoying. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's like one thing I've been discussing with him lately is like trying not to expect people to be annoyed. I'm like, dude, if you if you expect them to be annoyed, then of course they're going to be. Or maybe even if you're expecting them to be annoyed, you will misinterpret their actions as annoyance. So I don't know how much he's actually listening to me about it, but I hope someday he does. So yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy can definitely end in some... In some ways, they're unfulfilling. But if you are aware of that, you're much more able to leverage it and use it on your own behalf, for your own good. You know, not every situation can be turned good. Not every situation is going to go exactly how you want it to and all of that just because that's what you're expecting it to do. That is unfortunately not how it works. What you can do, though, is, you know, utilize that power and habit of positive thinking to make even situations that perhaps went a little more subparly. You can turn them into a more positive, like, experience. And maybe positive isn't the correct word necessarily, but, like, an experience that is more um, learnable. Throughout high school um, and middle school, my biggest dream was to be in a high school drumline. That's like what I wanted to do with my life. So I tried out for our high school's drumline four years in a row. Got turned down every single year. Very devastating. Um, fortunately, I play two instruments, so they stuck me on the saxophone. And that is actually probably why I didn't get to play on the drumline, because I played the saxophone and we had a bunch of percussionists and never enough sax players. Which is unfortunate, but you know, I still got to be in band. And it was a good time. It was a, it was a really great time, and I did really enjoy what I was doing. But what happened in, in the topic of like self-fulfilling prophecies... The very first year I went in and auditioned, I was like super, super hopeful that I would make it. I had been practicing my butt off for months. We got our audition music like three months before the audition, maybe two months. And I was practicing like half an hour to an hour every day, usually, sometimes a little less. But yeah, like I was practicing a lot. I was really, really working towards it. I was really excited to be at the audition. I was really hopeful I was going to make it in. I get to the audition, we do it, blah, blah, blah. Two days later, I find out that I didn't make it in. I'm just so devastated because I had been expecting to make it in and 
it was just it was really hard and this is little 14 year old me who's just so sad did marching band is super fun went through the whole year we get to auditions again with drumline i put a ton of work in again go in but this year i'm not expecting to make it in it like it had been so hard to be hopeful the year before that i was gonna make it in and then not it was just it was really hard to have experienced that and so kind of like a safety measure i was expecting not to get in and you know of course i didn't make it in and the same thing happened the next year and then i was like okay it's gonna be my senior year like this is my last chance and so man i put so much work into my percussion abilities like i got a private teacher i was taking drumming lessons like once a week or once every two weeks something like that i was staying after school most days to practice like i put so much work in there and then we get to auditions and like this year again like i'm really hopeful that i'm gonna make it because i've put in the work and my band director knows that i put in the work like he's the one who's been kicking me out of the band room on days i've been practicing for too long because he needs to go home and then you know i go in i audition and the next day i get called into his office and he's like i'm sorry cat i need you on saxophone again this year you didn't make it and it was devastating again this is kind of an example of not a self-fulfilling prophecy and also a self-fulfilling prophecy depending on which year you look at it but what it really taught me i guess is that like having done marching band for three years before that i knew that i was gonna have fun and i knew that it was gonna be really really awesome to be a saxophone player and so even though like i was devastated and kind of all of my dreams were a little crushed i didn't want to let that make the entire rest of the year suck so i went ahead and i didn't this season and honestly it was an it was a great season there were some horrible parts of it but overall it was really great i'm so glad i did it as much as not making it into drumline sucked i've learned to acknowledge that and accept that like it's really good to also understand it didn't completely ruin everything like i still had really great experiences and experiences that i wouldn't have had otherwise would you say your positive outlook despite not making the drum line is like a contributing factor to it turning out well yeah like i definitely could have fallen into this i didn't make drum line and that's all i wanted to do and so being on the saxophone line is gonna suck and it's not where i want to be at spent six months thinking like that the season would have been horrid horrible i think that's one reason why the other bands why they aren't as successful and don't have as much fun as us because we almost have a culture of moving past those adversities and finding the good and enjoying what you got when you have it that of course like is something we've hold we've held on to but i think a big part of that was starting out in a place where like a lot of these people that like started our band were used to having fun and doing the best they could and not winning so i think like it started from a place of like yeah sometimes other bands look at us and they're like of course you're having so much fun you win all the time but like no the other came first having fun contributed to being able to win and do well because we could get over the little things and get to work it also helps that we thought working was fun 
Learning that in in such a good culture and in such a strong way, I think is just something I'm really grateful for because it's definitely something that I can take to every other aspect of my life. So the power of positive thinking can get you very far and it can change many an outcome. It has its limitations, but if you learn to apply it and learn to see the world in a more positive light, things will tend to go your way. You're going to find what you expect. So here's to wishing you all a wonderful day. Bye.